0: this is Matchalava, and you're listening to the road freedom pod you can find me on instagram and twitter at Matchalava. and it is friday so we are out of the week it has been a pretty solid week for reselling some decent releases and then tomorrow we do have the jordan 1 volt gold colorway coming out on several different sites so there should be some money to be made there and if you're lucky enough to live in a state that is tax-free you'll be able to make a little bit more money so thankfully for clothing PA is so I I'm pretty happy about that I didn't realize that but I was always surprised when people were like well I'm not going for these sneakers there's no profit there's no profit I'm like there's an easy $30 there And for some people that's not very much because there's just way better ways to spend their money but for me and for a lot of people reselling 30 bucks is 30 bucks so I'm gonna go for it and as I was doing this the one day I realized that I wasn't being charged tax because Pennsylvania doesn't do taxes. And I always kind of knew, well, they don't do at least clothing tax. And I always kind of knew that, but it wasn't something that was kind of on my mind. So um, they do charge tax for some different types of clothing, but I think it's there's some differentiation between like shoes and things like cleats, where I get charged tax on cleats when I buy them at Ross versus a pair of sneakers. And it may have to do with how essential they are, but either way, I don't get charged tax for them. And there's a few states that don't do tax on either goods that you buy or even just certain specific categories so just kind of keep your mind open to that see if the, you happen to get charged tax on different items there could be different arbitrages in your state or your local area that you may not have in other areas because you may be able to save a significant amount of money on different items so just kind of look into that sometimes because if somebody's getting charged i don't know if it's a 200 item they're getting charged uh, 15 20 bucks in tax they may end up losing a decent amount of money that wouldn't be profitable for them but you may not get charged that you could end up making a decent amount of money off of it for yourself so just always keep that in mind keep your your eyes open and stuff for for different things that you could make money on that other people necessarily aren't able to uh, flip just because the margin really isn't there but that's something that was just a little bit weird to me I didn't think about that until I kind of saw it firsthand but going off of the reselling tangent that I've been on where talking about what you can do to get yourself started I'm thinking a lot about different ways that you can get moving on eBay and Mercari and Poshmark and and not only different ways but different things you need to know as a new reseller and mainly it's because at the beginning of the year a lot of us start new things at the beginning of the year and if you've been watching this or you have been paying attention to reselling for any amount of time you want to get started this is the perfect time to get yourself going and Start making some money for yourself. You never know when you could lose a job or, or when anything bad could happen. And as we just saw last year, it was a crazy year for a lot of people where people either didn't have their jobs or people didn't have a, a stream of income for a certain amount of time. So it's always a good time to kind of plan for that and at least have something going for yourself where you can support yourself even in times where you may not have a full-time income at your regular job. And so what I'm thinking about is customer service. and you may think, well, what does that have to do with me selling more items? And it really doesn't have to do with you selling more items right now. But as a new reseller, you're probably going to find that at some point you get some weird weird interactions with buyers and we'll cover those real quick because there are some different things as a new reseller that you need to kind of pay attention to. And I guess not only customer service but buyer uh, seller interactions probably the better way to frame it because there's a lot of people on eBay that are good people they're honest people and they do their thing and then there's a lot of people on eBay that not as many but there's some people on eBay that are scammy or they are trying to pull one over on you and so how do you know the difference how do you kind of determine whether or not you are going to be dealing with somebody who's scummy or somebody who's just trying to honestly deal with you and may have an issue with the item that you sent and the real way you can determine this is is a lot of experience kind of plays into it for me, where stuff that I've seen, the way people phrase a question or phrase a scenario, the wording that they use, different things like that can kind of tip it off. If somebody's contacting you enraged about something, it's obviously difficult to deal with that, but there are different words and stuff that I pick up on, and it's not something that I can really say because I don't really know, but it's just from the tone of a message, you can kind of see, hey, this person seems like they may be trying to end up getting me to do something that may not be uh, eBay approved, and that's how people can get you. So pay attention to people that are asking you for stuff like that. People that are saying, hey, contact me off of eBay, or hey, here's my phone number, that's a big one. If you are new to eBay, there are people that have set up accounts that are fake accounts. They will message you an offer that is equal to the highest amount of your item, or somehow they get an offer to go through that is, higher than the amount that you're asking on your item, that kind of stuff is always, it's always fake. Like there's no, I've never gotten an offer that's for the same amount as my items listed at, at the highest amount. I've never gotten an item, an offer for an item that's over the amount that I've listed the item at and it been legitimate. They're, they're all fake offers. And usually what the personal message you is, hey, I saw that you have this for sale, contact me here. And then they have a phone number or they give some Gmail account and I would love to work something out with you. And then what they end up doing is they end up saying, "Hey, you know, send it to this address. I don't have money, but I can give you a gift card or something." And it's not legitimate. That's not the way things work. And I've known a couple of people that have done this, and they didn't actually send it. They got a little sketched out when the person said, "Hey, I can't actually pay you in money." They're like, "Well, what are you gonna pay me in?" And they said a gift card. That's uh, that's weird. Like that's not normal. People don't do that. So if you see something happening like that, or you see somebody being a little bit sketched like that, kind of go with your gut at the beginning. Don't assume that everybody's a scammer just because they're trying to return an item or they have an issue with an item. Most of the time, things like that are just because the person, A, either doesn't understand how the item works or what it is, or B, the item either was faulty when you sent it or something happened in transit that the item ended up getting damaged in some way shape or form and so it's not always just the customers trying to scam you or screw you over or something like that most of the time they're good people and I've never I've very rarely had customers trying to screw me over on a deal or trying to get the item for free or something like that only only when I'm selling an item that people are very emotionally impacted by Um, think about playstations or xboxes those were a big one a lot of people were scamming people out of those and so you have to take proper precautions if you're going to resell those for things that you can eliminate different scenarios going wrong Um, other things like there was a fortnite card that came out last year and people they were free but we were able to sell them online, get a bunch of money for them, and it was nice because you're, you know, it was a free item. But people were really, really pissed because it's a free item, and they were like, "Well, it was free at the store. Why are you selling it online?" And Obviously, there's some supply and demand issues that they may not really understand or may not grasp. The kind of like if those people kind of realized that they could go resell stuff, I feel like they'd be in a much better place than just complaining about not having. A $15 Fortnite card. That's besides the point. And so you'll have people that'll just say, hey, this never arrived or hey, this doesn't work or, or something to that effect. And so you have to be prepared for stuff like that because there are people that are like that. There are unfortunately people that will take to this cause that they've set themselves up, that they are um, trying to do the, the uh, I don't know, a better good by screwing you out of the item you're reselling and and those people you deal with differently but i'm talking about for just customers in general what do you what do you do to handle different customers so like i said if you get some weird message or you get different offers on an item that are higher than the items value on ebay that you gave it or that are equal to the the highest price that you gave it those are usually fake so i'd stay away from those now what do you do if a buyer ends up contacting you and saying hey this doesn't work well there's A few things you could do. A, you could ignore it, and that doesn't really work too well, I've done that before. It's usually a bad way to go about things. Mainly, the buyer gets pretty upset because you don't respond to them, and then they end up leaving you a bad review, and that's not good because your sales end up tanking out. It's it's not, uh, reviews on eBay, eBay will say that reviews aren't super impactful, but they are. Because every time I've gotten a negative review and then gotten it removed on eBay, My sales have spiked and I don't know why I don't know exactly what happened to get my sales to jump or anything like that it just they've as soon as the negative feedback gets removed my I get a sale like instantly so it's very bizarre it's I don't know what kind of triggers the algorithm or why it's so dependent on feedback but it is so you don't want to do option eight you do not want to just ignore the buyer because that will piss them off and they will definitely leave you a bad review I've done it multiple times. I've made the same mistake numerous times on eBay as a new reseller because I just figured, hey, if I ignore this problem, it may go away. And sometimes they do. Most of the time they don't because usually it's somebody who's legitimate and you know the boots they sold you sold them fell apart whenever they put them on. and Or the item that you sold them showed up completely damaged and you don't feel like trying to deal with it and trying to deal with the post office or something to get your money back. So there are different scenarios that kind of play out for uh, that option a but I really wouldn't do that now the other thing you could do is reach back out to them and just be polite and that's really the the better of the two because what I do is I say hey I'm super sorry to hear that if it let's say that the item doesn't work I just say hey they say hey the item doesn't work and I don't know what to do with it can you please I would like a refund or sometimes they're snippy and they're like you sent me a broken item this is trash I want to refund right now okay fine I say hey Whatever their name is, that's important. I go and address them by their first name. You can find their first name either on the shipping label that you sent them, or you can go to your eBay sales and it'll show their first name. Why would you address them by their first name? Well, I in reading a book called, uh, what is it called? It's it's a book by Chris Foss, and he, oh, uh, never split the difference. He basically talks about how talking to somebody by their first name actually calms them down a little bit. It makes them feel like more human because when you address them by their name rather than "ma'am" or rather than their username on ebay it's a lot easier to kind of get through to them that you're addressing them and you care about them and so that's one of the things i do i find that and you may think that it's weird but i've never had somebody complain about it i've never had somebody say hey why are you addressing me by my first name that's weird like, i've never had any issues with that and i basically apologize and say hey i'm super sorry that you're not overly that you're not happy with the order if you have any issues feel free to return it because ultimately they're going to return it either way. You could have no returns on, on eBay, but if it doesn't work, they'll just say that it doesn't work. And then eBay automatically makes you take the return, whether you had free returns on or any returns on at all, because if it didn't work, the buyer's not going to keep it and eBay's not going to make them keep it. That would be a terrible business model. So they're going to make the buyer, they're going to let the buyer return it and they're going to make you take it back. And so you might as well just say, Hey, if the item doesn't work, I'd be happy to take a return. I will give you a full refund, just send it back and we will figure out, what to do from there and then I usually just say hey have a great day let me know if you need anything else and sign my name at the end again kind of establishing that I'm also a person not just some random dude and I actually care about the person they know me by a first name basis now usually makes things go a little bit easier so that's usually how I deal with a buyer and it usually works out in my favor I mean buyers typically calm down after that I usually throw an emoji or two in there too like a smiley face just so they know that hey like I'm not some creep or something like I actually do care that you're not like, I'm, I'm a normal human. This isn't just some random message that I've, uh, I don't know, found off the Internet or something. And it usually works out. People are usually more apt to kind of taking that and uh, using that and kind of being happier than, than they were when they first came into the uh, message interactions and kind of started saying, hey, you know, this doesn't work, and thinking that they were being scammed. A lot of time people kind of just lash out on eBay if they think that they've been scanned by you. And so it's important to kind of establish that you do care about them. You didn't mean to give them an item that was faulty and that you do take great pride in providing good customer service. Those are the three big things that I would tell them. Usually it calms the buyer down immediately. So hopefully those things can help you out. That's really what I have been doing on eBay. And just kind of looking at the perspective of it, why you would do that for a customer. It goes back to the Amazon principle where Amazon is the best by far in customer service. If you had an item that you got and then you punted it down the stairs and completely smashed the thing and you told them, hey, this thing doesn't work, you can return it on Amazon. They do not care. They are catering to the customer 24-7. They are all about their customer and you can see that if you become an Amazon seller with some of the crazy stories you get from customers when they ask for a return. So that being said, they are the biggest company in the world or one of the biggest and they are extremely extremely good at customer service and the reason they are one of the biggest companies in the world is because they are so good at customer service so now you're not gonna be Amazon I'm not gonna be Amazon but the point is if you want to grow your business and want to make sure that you get good feedback on eBay and even repeat customers people that come back to you people that know that you have the next sneaker or the next whatever they will come back to you if you provide them good customer service. So that's why you wanna do it. It Helps you grow your business, helps you establish a good brand on eBay so that people leave you good reviews and people don't think that you're just some random dude trying to scam them out of whatever the next thing you're selling. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that can be something that you take and use for your business. I'm going to go, I got to get this thing wrapped up, but I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast and recap, hopefully recap some success that I have on the release tomorrow. That being said, I'm going to wrap this thing up. So you guys have a great rest of your Friday and I will get back to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.